Welcome to my Inside Edge podcast. Cool. Thanks, dude. Hey, it's so fun to be with you here tonight, and thanks for the, the introduction. And uh, my name is Dave. I live in St. Cloud. I have five kids, and I got to tell you, wow, Pastor, G- Pastor Gary, your daughter's testimony is incredible. And I drew the short straw tonight having to follow her, you know? I just think, wow, I mean, cute, adorable, wonderful. Next you get dad bod. Here it is, you know? Uh, here we are tonight. And it is so good to be here with you and, and share some things on my heart tonight. But I just got to tell you, man, what, a, what an awesome testimony. It's so awesome to see pastors' kids grow up with a heart to minister. And, and I'm not telling you, any of you that know Faith and know her dad, you probably, this is nothing new, but you know that that girl is going to do great things for God all around the world. I mean, there's just no doubt about that. And so that is awesome. So it was really cool for me to get to be here tonight, to get to be a part of that. So thanks for letting me come. Uh, tonight, uh, I feel like God's put a message on my heart, and it's entitled, God's Got Your Back. God's Got Your Back. Boy, haven't we heard stories about that tonight already? God's Got Your Back. Um, how many of you have somebody in your life that you know, no matter what's happening, no matter what you did that was dumb, no matter uh, how hard things are, okay, how many of you have, know somebody that's got your back? You just know there are people that have your back, people that, man, are just indispensable, that you need in your life, the community you need. We all need people that have our back. I mean, come on, think about what we've just gone through. We just went through a pandemic. How many of you know during a pandemic, you need people that got your back? I mean, how many of you know, I mean, now I've realized this as as a Christian, being in the church for a long time, I have lived through so many end-of-the-world apocalypse events where they said the world's going to end. I feel like, man, praise God, I've survived them all. You know, this is great. We just keep going, you know. And I just want to tell you, it's, you need to have people in your life that have your back. But more importantly, and what we're going to talk about tonight, it's, it's essential if you're going to be kingdom-minded in your life, you have to have a growing confidence that God has your back. God has your back. Do you remember what I just said a few minutes ago about how someone that will stand by your side even when you're doing stupid things? Hello? Oh, come on. You've done something dumb on social media, haven't you? Yeah, come on. The reality is, no matter what you do tomorrow, God's got your back. No matter... What thoughts go through your mind? God's got your back. And we need to have that type of confidence in our lives. And so I just want to read you a story that pretty much just says God's got your back. And it's found in the book of Exodus chapter 13. And it's a story that doesn't give us the the people that were going through the hard time. How many of you know? I mean, Bridget was here earlier. She didn't know why she was going through the hard time. But she could come up here today and say, God had my back, you know? And, and so, and this is one of those stories where the people going through it didn't quite understand the whole thing, but at the end of the day, they realized, man, God had my back. And so Exodus chapter 13, verse 17, it says, when Pharaoh let the people go. Now that was an accomplishment in and of itself right there. 
he finally let them go. It says this, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. How many of you like the shorter route? Oh, yeah. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. And the Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. Verse 20, it says, After leaving Sukkoth, they camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night, in a pillar of fire, in a pillar of fire to give them light, so that they could travel by day or night. Now, neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. Now, let me tell you the first reason tonight why we need to continue to have a confidence that God has our back. And the first reason is this, is because sometimes our route recalculates. Our route recalculates. Some of you here would honestly confess you are terrible with directions. You operate pretty well when you're, when you're driving around Becker. And, and by God, if you're getting lost in Becker, we're going to pray for you tonight. I'll just say that, Okay. But there's hope for people like us. It's called technology. And we got these GPSs, these navigation systems. They've changed our reality. But for some of you, you still struggle, right? It's like even though the thing says turn right here, you're going, is that my turn? And you don't listen. And you keep going. And then what does your device say? Your route is recalculating. 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 Now, some of you are stubborn. You know the route of where you're going and you put it in the GPS, and even though it tells you to turn, you go, nah, I got a better route. I know you're type two, because I might be one of those. Anyway, but for others, you know, the magic words, here's your turn, is right in front of you, and you still are, are prone to sometimes mess it up. And I, I'm with you here tonight. I'm here to encourage you. Now, here's the thing. If the Israelites would have had printed out directions of how to get from Egypt to the promised land... They, it would have suggested that they take a completely different route right through the Philistine country since it was the shortest and fastest route. Now think about it. Now they weren't riding on a bus. They weren't riding on an airplane. Most of them were walking and you know maybe some were riding on carts and things like that, but they were all, let's be honest, they were on a road trip and they were all exhausted because of one thing, the kids <laughs> saying, how much longer? They were exhausted. And, you know, if they were picking the route for the road trip, they would have picked the shortest route. But listen, God had their back even when their route was recalculating. He knew the shortest route wasn't the best route for, for them. He knew that they weren't ready for the scenery in the Philistine country. And listen tonight, some of you you're walking a road that may not be the same road that other people are on. And it may not be the road where you thought you were going to be on, but it might be the road that is smack dab in the center of God's will for your life. Your heavenly Father is leading you and has put the best path together for you. For you. And he knows what's just ahead for you. Now, even more, he gave them a sign, right? We read that. Now, if you're going to make all the women and children take a longer route than's necessary, you better have a sign. 
you better have something that's like, this is why we're taking the wrong way around. I mean, he gave them a cloud by day. He gave them fire by night to show them where they were going. And these signs made it easy for people to know that it was God leading them, even though their route had recalculated. It gave them a sense of confidence. Can I tell you tonight that I believe it's God's word that gives us that same confidence when our route is recalculating in life. I mean, think about Psalms 23, and I'm going to refer to this psalm a couple times, obviously one of the most famous. It says this, when your route recalculates, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a promise. God's got your back even when your route recalculates. I think the second thing I see in this story that has to do with growing in confidence that God has our back, uh, what, what we see in the story that challenges that is that all of a sudden the enemy begins to get close, okay? There begins to be a, a, a very real conflict of evil. How many of you have had a run-in with evil in life? Okay, well in this story, the evil's name is Pharaoh. And the point I wanna share with you is this, is that sometimes the proximity of the opposition we face impacts our perception. Okay, it impacts our perception. Listen to this story. Uh, Over in chapter 14, verse 1 through 4, I'll start there. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp near Pi-Herathoth, between Migdal and the sea. They are to encamp by the sea, directly opposite of Baal-Zephon. Pharaoh will think the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion. Now, stop there for a second. Think about this. God is trying to get the Israelites to basically wander around so that he can get Pharaoh's attention back in Egypt that these people have no clue what they're doing. I want you to think about that. What's happening here? He's setting a trap. Let's read on, okay? It says this. It says, And I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them. But I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites did this. Verse 10, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up. Uh Uh-oh, guess what they saw? The enemy. They looked up and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us out to the desert to die? This is a bad day. What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would be better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Now listen, the enemy is always real, but when the proximity of the enemy is very close by, it can mess with our perception about what's happening in our lives, okay? Look what they said, in the fear of seeing the enemy and and facing opposition, in fear, they began to think, wow, that place we just came out of was actually a better resort to stay at than the desert, I mean, it goes on, the story goes on. They start complaining they don't have any food and they go, well, at least we sat around 
meat pots back in Egypt. I mean, they're making it sound like, hey, if you want to get a good place to go on your spring break, go to Egypt, be Pharaoh's slave. It's a great place to be. See, that's what fear will do in your life. It skews your whole perception of reality. And sometimes we get afraid because we don't know how things are going to work out. We don't know how it's going to come together. And we begin to let the thoughts of fear just mess with our minds and mess with us. And it just skews all of reality. And it's one of the greatest challenges to work and face that fear. Because when we give into fear, we lack confidence. But when we are full of confidence, we let fear have its place. And we, don't, and we can let it go. We can put it down. Now, what's interesting in this story is while the Israelites are concerned that the enemy's approaching, God was just luring them in. He's just luring them in. Now, I like sports, and I like boxing, and one of the greatest fighters of all time, Muhammad Ali, okay? And he used this strategy called rope-a-dope, okay? This is what he did, okay? What he would do is he would get in the corner And he would get his gloves up and he would just kind of move around and he would let his enemy come all the way in the corner and just start swinging at him, swinging at him. And and he would just let the enemy, his opponent, just wear himself out, taking swings at him, taking swings at him. And then finally, later on in the fight, when Muhammad Ali has hardly used any of his energy at all, he would step up and he would move like a butterfly and sting like a bee. That was the strategy. Folks, can I tell you something? The same thing happened at the cross of Jesus Christ. The enemy was lured in to destroy the Son of God. To watch him, to to come and destroy him, to tear everything away from him, to try to get his followers to run away as far as he could from him. But you know what happened? Jesus lured the enemy in. And when Jesus was crucified... All authority on heaven and earth had now been given to Jesus Christ because he wasn't afraid of his enemy no matter what his enemy would do to him. He took back all authority. And it's with that type of hope that we can trust these words, these marching orders that, that, the, that, the, that Moses tells the people. He tells them, listen, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. As I've mentioned, fear plays all sorts of havoc with our lives. I tell you, fear is one of the greatest obstacles to living and operating in a kingdom mind. Because fear has its basis in the nature of man and man's, in, 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 the, in the world and the things of the flesh. But trust and faith and confidence in God is how we operate in our kingdom potential and in our kingdom anointing that is on all of our lives. Amen. And let me tell you something. See, God gives you a word. And I don't want you to forget this. God gives you a word. When you are dealing with the proximity of an enemy in your life, you need to trust that God is going to see you through that season. Back again to that incredible psalm, Psalm 23. It says this, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And that psalm is an incredible picture of how God shepherds our lives. That psalm, Psalm 23, 5, that scripture, 
I want to explain just one thing about it to you tonight before I turn it back over to Brennan tonight. See, David's writing the psalm and he's a shepherd. And when he says, you prepare a table, he is saying, this is what he's trying to communicate to the people. He's saying this. See, a shepherd would very early in the spring, about this time, before the flock leaves the barn to go out and and migrate all summer long, the shepherd would go out with a big old, big old patch of seed. And he would walk around all the grazing areas that he's going to lead the sheep in all the way through the, the summer months. And, and in fact, now we don't have mountains here. I wish we had some mountains in Minnesota. How many want to pray for mountains with me in Minnesota? That'd be great. But we don't have any of those. But David would have been going up into the hill country because knowing when the, when the summer heat gets intense, he wants to lead them up high. Into, up into the mountains where the, where the air is still cool. And so the shepherd would walk around and he would visit all these places that he was going to lead a sheep. And he would be sowing oats and other grains into the ground. He would take these big old batches of seed and he would just scatter it everywhere to get everything prepared so that when the, when the time came, the sheep would have everything they needed on the journey up into the mountains and all the way back down before the winter, the next winter would come. And here's the story for you and I. How many of you know that anywhere that there's a field, there's going to be, anywhere there's a field full of sheep, there's going to be somebody that's hungry looking at those sheep. Because while he's getting, while the shepherd's getting prepared to lead the sheep, the enemy and the, and the predators are getting prepared because they know where their meals come from as well. They come from those same pastures. But what the shepherd's saying here. And what, he's, what, what David is saying about God's character for you and I is, first of all, God has already gone before us. He's already prepared. And even in those places, when the enemy is really close and he's trying to prey down upon you, God has already prepared the table for you to have what you need in that place. So some of you are going through terrible things right now. God, a gracious and good God, has already gone before and sowed into your season to help you receive everything you need from him. And he loves you dearly, and he will see you through this time. Amen. Amen. The last thing, yeah, thank you. Yeah, praise the Lord for that tonight. Amen. And the last thing I just want to mention to you is this. The story closes so, so powerfully is all of a sudden, the angel that had been going before them in the form of a pillar of cloud, all of a sudden disappears. How many of you have been walking and all of a sudden you're like, where did God go in this whole situation? Where did God go? Well, here's what happens. God wasn't leaving them. God was getting into position. The scripture goes on to say that the angel of the Lord withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front of them and stood behind them, coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side and light to the other, so neither went near the other all night long. And I believe God sent me here tonight to tell somebody that you're in a season right now where you don't understand where God is at and you don't see him, but the reality is, is that he is standing at your backside protecting you from everything that hell wants to dispense against your life. And the reality is this, is some of it you don't even see right now. You don't even see it. And the reason you don't even see all hell's attention against you is because God is so big and he is standing at your back that you can't even see what you used to fear behind you because God is there protecting you. Amen.
and amen. So I just want to tell you tonight, you need to write down some of you tonight that God has my back in every season of my life. And you can be confident in that. And I'm thankful to get to share this with you here tonight. And I'm so thankful that you were taking time this weekend to say, God, build a kingdom heart in me. Make me more alive in your kingdom than ever before. Thanks for having me tonight. Come on up. Yeah. I hope this message finds you on your journey to discovering yourself. And don't forget to click subscribe to stay up to date on all the happenings on the Inside Edge. And visit us online at myinsideedge.org. Once again, welcome to the Inside Edge.